Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy New Year! You ideas, happy new year, nomads, happy new year world. It is 2016 and it's going to be great. Remember, you become what you envision yourself being. Start your year with intention, end it with intention, live it with intention, make it a daily, daily practice. I'm so excited for the year ahead for all of you listeners. And I know we're all gonna grow, you know, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. You just gotta believe. Go ahead, go grab it. That being said, this is episode 117 with Tim Fargo. Today's episode is brought to you by Fiverr.com. Fiverr.com gives you instant access to millions of creative and professional services from people who love what they do. So if you ever need to get your work done and you have limited time or budget, these are the people to get it done. In fact, this podcast was created by many things from Fiverr. The intro and outro music, Fiverr.com. The logo for UID Media, Fiverr.com. A lot of the editing that I've done with the podcast has also been from Fiverr.com. So if you're looking for people to, to really help out with your internet marketing, help you improve your search engine optimization, and a host of various other things, all you need to do is search through the wide variety of talent and find the best seller for you. Make an order in one click and you're done. It's easy to get your work done on time and under budget. With over 150 categories of services offered, you will always find what you're looking for. I mean, there's literally everything that you can find there. I've seen people go sell ads or even stuff like tattoos um, on there. So you never know what you can find, but it's always great promo for your stuff. Sign up to Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Use promo code NOMADS and get 20% off your first purchase. Fiverr.com. Any digital service in just one click. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast. Where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxit.
Welcome everybody. Today I have with me Tim Fargo. And Tim, where are you calling me from? I am talking to you from Poland. Wow, okay. So Tim is calling me from Poland. And Tim uh, has three citizenships and, you know, he's lived in four continents. He's one of a, uh, an uh, UID and Astobi Nomad David fans. But um, as part of his lifestyle, he's gone from bankrupt to successful businessman that sold his company in 2003 for $20 million. And now he runs a SaaS business called TweetJukebox.com, which allows him to stay in the game without having to stay in one place. So today we're going to talk about a lot of things from digital media to traveling to just being a better citizen of the world. Welcome to the show, Tim. Tayo, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right, all right. So I was uh, I touched on it there uh, earlier. You know, you have this sort of nomadic journey, whether it's professionally and personally, but I I want to give you the chance to tell the audience more about yourself and and how you got to where you are today. Wow! Um, <laughs> f- f- fall down a mountain and then like try to remember where all the rocks were. Um, there's a there's a there's a good visual for you. Um, I, I would you know I mean from when I was a little kid you know I was interested in being in business so I mean it wasn't a real shock when I when I started um, trying to start things. And so on, um, but you know, but I, you know, I mean, and maybe some of the people in the audience will, you know, have a feel for this. But I mean, I, I actually, I vacillated back and forth though, because there were times where I would try things, and then I'd get a little gun shy because I, you know, hit one of those rocks I was just talking about. Um, so then I'd, I'd go back and be like, you know what, I should just get a job, you know, and and I would do that because I have my background, my um, my degree is in um, finance and accounting. So I'd go get a nice, stable income job, and you know, and be rocking that. And then I just feel like I can't do this anymore. So I'd go try something again. So I, I kind of iterated back and forth between that, and then I went out and tried a couple things on my on my own, um, much bigger things. Um, and one of the the most noteworthy one, I suppose, is the one that led to my personal bankruptcy. Um, and it was really. You know, uh, it was interesting. I was just I was listening to an interview um, with um, Barbara Kukorn from uh, Shark Tank, and she was talking about um, new entrepreneurs when they like get a little success and how excited they get and they go a little crazy. Um, and I was a little bit like that. I mean, I, I was making some money. I had an event planning business, event marketing business, and and the business was making money. So I did the business didn't fail. Um, but what happened is, um, you know, I got really excited and started going out and partying and, and hanging out doing all these crazy things and you know I just never stopped to grab a calculator and um, and you know and figure out I, I was you know sowing the seeds of my own demise and I and I think you know the thing that she said is so many people you know where they fail is they they don't keep their ego in check and in that that first time I really started to get a taste of success, I really, I went a little crazy. And, you know, it was completely my own fault. I mean, there was no, you know, no comet came down from the sky, no competitor put me out of business. I mean, I rode it right up and I rode it straight back down. Yeah. So so it was, it was all you're doing and it was um, a series of mistakes that led to that. But then obviously it seems like you're better off from that. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I, I kind of made business mistakes in the beginning, um, 
And then once I sort of, you know, then I got that lesson out of the way. Um, and then I started to have some success in business. But then the next lesson for me was until, you know, until you have the money in the bank and the bills are all paid, then and only then, you know, should you be out like running around acting like an idiot. And, you know, it just, even then, it's like, keep some money for a rainy day because trust me, there, there will always be clouds that appear. <laughs> Financial um, literacy sounds like, uh, it's definitely something that I think, uh, I don't know, businessmen, everybody needs to learn. I was talking about this with someone earlier about how, you know, we, you know, we have chemistry, biology, but there's never that strong emphasis for financial literacy at such a young age. And then, you know, when the money comes, it seems, you know, sometimes some people don't know what to do with it. And I've certainly fallen trapped to that. So it's, uh, it's not the easiest lesson to learn for sure. No, absolutely not. And I mean, you know, especially when you're, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit older now, I'm 54, but you know, when you're in your 20s, you know, I mean, you're, it's like your, your whole, your whole biology is programmed for that. I mean, you're, you know, sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to steer you off course on the podcast here, but, <laughs> but you know, like you're programmed to kind of go out on the hunt, you know, like to, like, you know, meet somebody. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in your head, like, you know, you want to show off a little bit because you want to attract people and. Um, you know, and I think entrepreneurs may be even a little above average in that regard. So, okay. you know, it's, you know, we're, we're fighting, we're fighting kind of, you know, our own like desires to like want to stand out. I mean, um, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's very easy to talk about, but it's not necessarily easy to do. No, I hear you. So then when, when you had this period, right, the way you, you said you were bankrupt in 91, what did you do to dig yourself out of that hole? Well, I think the first thing is realizing, because you know, I'm just completely honest. I mean, walking into it, you know, I really, I had managed like right up kind of to the day in Orange County in California and thinking, ah, oh, you know, ha, 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 you know, this is just one more thing I'll get through. And then I got there, you know, and I'm standing in the courtroom and I thought, you know, this isn't really funny. This isn't really cute. You know, this, you, you've, <laughs> there. are you know, there isn't there, there isn't an elevator that goes down from here. You've reached the basement, so um, you know. And I think that realization, you know, is the beginning of coming back. And you know, I went out and I started rebuilding my credit. Um, I started, you know, like and taking a good hard look at what went wrong. I mean, I think you know, um, it's good to study your mistakes and also, you know, I mean, I not lose sight of like what made me successful too but um, you know I started just rebuilding through looking back at what I'd done and then I um, in 93 I got turned on to the investigative business um, by some people um, who later sued me but um, <laughs> all, <laughs> that's part, another all, story. All, all part of the story man <laughs> um, but anyhow I was in business with them for a while and um and then I, you know, I saw there was an opportunity, and I tried to do it with them, and then they didn't want to do that. So um, I started Omega, and then seven years later, I sold it. So um, it yeah. wasn't didn't happen quite that neat and clean. There was a lot of bumps along the way, but okay, yeah, no. So it's not, so ninety one, um, you broke, you worked, you you got you stumbled across some businesses, you built that up, and you were able to sell it for twenty million in two thousand three. Correct. Two thousand three, and then. You discovered uh, travel. Well, you know, I I'd, I'd done some before that because um, 
you know, I think the the beginning for me of the mileage game came with the deregulation. Um, here's a here's a step back in time for like, your audience probably won't even know this, but <laughs> but they, when they deregulated long distance, um, they started giving away air miles. Um, like if you switch characters, that was one of the gives, and they were real amateurish about it, and they didn't put like a clawback. So you could go to eighteen from AT and T to Sprint to you know whoever. I mean, you could keep you could just keep like round like rounding the bases and collecting you know pa- you know c- passing go and collecting your two hundred so to speak every time. Um, so I you know I started traveling that way because I didn't have as much money, um, and and I had a little bit of the bug, but but for sure after I sold. Um, I hit the accelerator. <laughs> and then what was the first country you got to? Once you once you hit that accelerator, you're like, which country do I have to dis- discover? Um, I think that the first place, I mean, I'd, I'd already traveled quite a bit because um, the woman I was married to before um, is from Sweden, and I actually lived in Stockholm for several years. Mm-hmm. But um, so, um, we, went to, we went to Asia. That was kind of a... A dream come true to go to um, Thailand and uh, Myanmar and Cambodia and Malaysia and ah, it really, I mean, it's a real. That's a pretty common place for people to really like. I guess especially for Westerners because yeah, it. I mean, there's nothing. Well, some things nowadays if you go to the bigger cities, but you know, in a lot of, in a lot of very many parts of Asia, you're definitely not at home anymore. Right. Right. Okay. Now, if you if we're speaking on Asia, um, you know I, I've lived in Vietnam, but I I know that you're a Cambodian citizen. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am actually I am a Cambodian citizen. I have a I have a declaration signed by Hun Sen, who's the prime minister, and by the king. Wow. Um, what happened is I went there and I got this crazy idea. Um, that I was going to open like an eco resort, so I bought a farm, and um, and I mean all this was happening, all these wheels were turning simultaneously, um, because you can't you can't own property in Cambodia if you're not a citizen, and I knew that the law firm that I was dealing with charged about five grand a month to be your Cambodian partner, and I thought you know that's pretty steep so I did some checking around and I found out for a multiple of that but not a crazy multiple you could you know apply for um, citizenship under the Cambodian Development Council and um, so I through some connections I had um, I did that and and I and I got it and I guess it's you know it's kind of funny I mean I have my my ID card so when I go back to Cambodia I mean if I go to like the ruins and see them rep and go to Angkor and all that. It's all free for me because I'm a citizen. Um, right. And it's always hilarious because, you know, I show them my ID card and it's like they all crack up laughing. <laughs> um, but the, 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 to me, there's actually, aside from it just being a little bit of a funny story, the, the great point in all this was I, what I did. I mean, I solved the problem of buying land in Cambodia about as elegantly as you can. I mean, to buy property there, the way I did it, is probably 
the optimal way to do it. However, <laughs> I didn't take the extra step backward to say, why are you doing this? Um, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely place. I love Cambodia. I mean, I would never even consider buying anything there. But I probably just got like a little ahead of myself. I probably should have said, you know what? I'm a little excited right now. Why don't I go away for a few months and come back? Um, but I just kind of put all the wheels in motion. And to me, it's a great example of finding a great answer to the wrong question. Hmm. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got the citizenship. So that that's pretty cool. That's still a cool thing to say. Well, and I still own the farm. Yeah, so, you still own the farm. You got a citizenship. Now, you're, you're American. You're a Cambodian. And what else? Uh, and I'm also a Swede. Swede. Wow. <laughs> so you could basically travel anywhere in the world if you really wanted to. I mean, it's... That's essentially, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you, yeah. No, I've got. Uh, I've definitely. You know, <laughs> I've got. I've got pretty good access through most most uh, most airports. That's true. That's true. Now I want to. I want to go back to your business side, digital business. Um, one, you know, one of my favorite platforms to use, probably my favorite platform to use, is Twitter. And you started Tweet Jukebox. What is? Why did you start that? And what is the story behind that? Because. Um, you know, for me, I've made a lot of friends on Twitter. We met on Twitter. Um, I started the podcast because I, I had a tweet and several tweets, and, you know, several clients have come from Twitter. So, I, for me, I'm very biased, but, you know, you, you seem to have this whole Twitter game figured out where you can work anywhere in the world and still run a business. So, I'm curious to your thoughts. Well, okay, so I, back in um, 2013, I said, you know what, I got a. I'm do, I was doing investment stuff prior to that, et cetera, and I mean, that's interesting enough, but I'll be honest, I mean, a lot of it is, you're pretending to be working, you know, it's not all that engaging, um, at least for me, and so I said, okay, you know, I've got this book, it was ready to go, and I'd been massaging this thing for like a year, so I was finally like, okay, you know, I had I had somebody else do one last once over, and we, we I published it on a Kindle, and the point, um, which is also a really great point for anyone listening, anyone considering writing a book, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome business card. But anybody that thinks they're going to publish a book in today's world and make a lot of money out of it, you know, it's right in there with like a lottery ticket. Um, so, because, you know, you come up with a book unless you're famous or unless it's just an extraordinary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Book, uh, and I mean truly extraordinary. Um, you know, the, the world kind of shrugs its shoulders and keeps walking. 
So I needed to answer the musical question after I put my book onto Amazon. So, you know, how am I going to get people to that book? And like you, I mean, I sniffed around the different social platforms, and to me, Twitter was awesome because it's like this, it's, it's, it's a completely fenceless environment. So you can just go running anywhere you want. And, um, and I thought that, you know, that's great because it's a way, you know, you can like build contacts and you can network um, and so on. So fast forward a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm seeing what's getting me traction. And, and in general, that's to tweet pretty frequently, um, which is requiring me to schedule a lot of tweets and maintain a database of, you know, evergreen content and try to keep track of when I last tweeted things and so on. So that went on for a couple months. And then I was in South Africa, and I was getting ready to go on a trip um, within the Western Cape, and it was going to mean we were going to be kind of bouncing around some areas that were a little bit remote. And you know, I said to my wife, it's "Like, you know, this is just insane. You know, I, you know, I really have to try to call Len, who's this um, guy who was the first guy I worked for out of um, college, and he actually was the IT director at Omega. And um, so I called Len, and I was like." you know, you got to build me something. So, um, to make a long story short, or maybe too late, but um, Len built this thing for me. I mean, that was the origin of Tweet Jukebox. I mean, it wasn't called anything back then. It was just this thing Tim's using because um, it was my own personal toy mm-hmm. because um, I wanted something to post my tweets and help me thank people that interacted with me um, so I wouldn't have to do all this kind of busy work to make that happen. Um, so, and by like the early part of 2014, um, you know, we, I had a working model and I was using it and I, I used it for several months and people would ask me, they're like, man, you know, you must never sleep. How do you, how do you keep up with it all? I was like, well, I have help. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so people were, you know, clearly curious and, and it started to occur to me that, you know, this problem that I solved was not um, unique to me. Um, that there were other people that wanted to have, um, you know, maybe a busier tweet stream, but didn't have the time because they're running a business and they're, you know, they're podcasting and they're blogging and, you know, and they're trying to have a life and, and so on. And, you know, I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. Um, so in February of this year, we sort of pushed it out. Um, you know, we'd made a decision kind of towards the end of last year. And, so in February, we pushed it into the market, and the initial response was pretty decent, so we redid the interface, and you know, and now we've got around 16,000 users, and, and we continue to grow um, pretty quickly. So, I mean, it's, I, it's interesting, though, because I don't, it's not a space, I, it's not a space I know really well. I mean, I know a bit about IT, but I've never really had a business like this before. Um, so it's 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 fascinating and and crazy in some ways because it's a twenty four seven business as well. I mean, you know, I have people in Australia using it, so I mean, the sun never really sets on my little business. Hmm. No, no, I mean that's really interesting to me because it's, it sounds to me you're you know you started using Twitter to to help sell your book, and then you know internet you know you were trying to start. A, fooling around with scheduling some tweets and then you st- I think you started repeatedly scheduling some of those same tweets and then you saw some some success with that 
and then your friend helped you build uh i guess what you call your baby tweet jukebox and then and now it's you know it's up to sixteen thousand users right well i mean just the fact that it keeps track of your content so you know when the last time something was tweeted and it it cycles through all your evergreen content you can have multiple jukeboxes of content that are all tweeting at different frequencies if you want you can share content in the store I mean there's a lot of functionality and features that you know trying to schedule this stuff even with a scheduling tool um, even a great scheduling tool is still like really time-consuming and it would you know take in my opinion and it's there's there's no point to do the work because the person receiving the content on Twitter doesn't care if you arrived on a pony with a tweet on a velvet pillow. I mean, it's a tweet. So how it got there is irrelevant to the recipient. Um, so I think it's that's that's what why the tool's been so popular is I think once people have seen how being consistent. Um, by having this automated tool, you know, putting their tweets out, um, and almost everyone they grow their following, and 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 perhaps the most important piece is not, you know, you're not necessarily going to take the time that you save from using my tool to like go to the beach. What you're going to do is use the most powerful element of social media. You're going to engage with people. You know, instead of spending the time on the outbound piece, automate the outbound piece, and then you know, and then get into conversations with people that retweet you or respond to you, and things like that, because that's where the gold is. Hmm. Now, now, what's the difference between this and Buffer and this and Hootsuite and other schedulers? You don't have to schedule it; it's automated. I mean, okay, so let's say you've got, like, for instance, when you sign up, we give you a jukebox of tweets. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit it's a little bit like a mannequin, so to speak, so that you can kind of understand how the tool works. Um, what it's gonna do, let's say, you know, you set it so it's tweeting once every two hours, so that's twelve tweets per day. So there's a hundred tweets in there, so you know, it's gonna cycle through, you know, pretty much a week before it runs out of tweets, and then it's like an hourglass, it's gonna turn upside down. Um, so to say, and it's going to start tweeting the same content again. In a, it tweets it out in a random order, and then it when it flips over, it's again it's completely shuffled. It's oh, wow. in a random order again. Yeah, so you don't have to. I mean, it's completely unattended. Or you can do, let's say, for instance, that you I don't know you were doing a promo. You know, you had some like big name guest on someone other than me, perhaps. Um, uh-huh. So you've got somebody, you've got somebody coming on, and you really want to drum up attention for it on Twitter. So you build a jukebox of promotional tweets, and but you like you want them to stop on a certain day. You can build a jukebox and then set the schedule to stop on a given day. But then you don't have to remember like oh like you know I got that coming up. Let me make sure I turn this thing off. You just set the day that it's supposed to stop, and it stops. Huh. That's that. I mean, I'm just thinking of how that would help me so much, especially with a lot of the, with your show, for example, when your episode comes out, or whenever I have other guests from who are doing like bestsellers or stuff like that. Say, hey, I could just time it like that. That's pretty cool. Now, who's the most interesting person you've met on Twitter? 
You know, I mean, again, it's a he's an he's an oldie but a goldie. Um, do you Old, know Tom Peters? Oldie but a goldie. Ah, uh, Tom Peters. No, I do not know Tom Peters. Tom Peters, like, really, really, like, actually predicted a lot of what's happening right now. Like, um, the brand of you, I think, is the name of one of his books. And his most famous book was In Search of Excellence. Um, and I just, you know, I was on Twitter for just, a, you know, two or three months, and then he actually followed me for some reason. And then, you know, I've been into several conversations with him. Um, and I have, I mean, I have some Hollywood people that follow me just because I tweet a lot of inspirational stuff. So I have, you know, a, a fair number of like verified users that are somewhat famous. Um, but I don't, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't interact with those people just because I feel like they have enough people that are probably asking them crazy stuff. So I just don't bother them. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now it, it, we're, we're going to wrap up soon, but I, I got a couple questions. If someone wants to build a Twitter following, what would you say? What are two things that they can do in order to gain a maybe not a massive Twitter following, but a, a sizable Twitter following? I know you have over two hundred thousand. So um, I think it's really important to be consistent, and of course, I'd recommend you use my tool. But um, but whatever you do, you've got to be consistent. You got to be there. You know, I mean, and that's one of the things I don't agree with. Like, people say, oh, you should only tweet when you're actually there. It's like, well, you know, I mean, it's a little bit egocentric to think that people are going to happen. If you don't happen to be there, I mean, it's like the whole basis of asynchronous communication or whatever. Like, that you have something going out and then somebody responds and maybe you pick it up like two or three hours later and you respond to that. Um, but, so anyhow, being consistent, and I mean consistent in terms of you know, you have something going out that it maybe it's your own content, maybe it's some content you like, um, you know, that you curated from somewhere else. Um, and so the, the consistency is super important. And then the second piece, and, and this is equally important, is to have some kind of a theme, some kind of coherence um, as to what your feed is about. You know, if it's about like inspiration and entrepreneurship, I mean, that kind of goes together. And of course, you can put, and I, and I think this is really important as well, um, and I, maybe, you know, you asked for two, but I'll give you a third, and that is, you know, to be authentic, I mean, you don't have to share every last driven drab of your personal life, but, but certainly interject some of yourself there so that it's not just, it doesn't look like a, you know, a corporate um, Twitter feed, you know, yeah. because people are curious. I mean, they want it, like, you know, to see your picture, see that you're doing something, see that, oh, he's in Berlin or he's in Sydney or wherever. Um, you know, people are interested in that. That's that's attractive when you show a bit of yourself. So I'd say that's that's probably the big three is to be to be consistent, to um, to have a identifiable theme, um, and then to be you authentic. Know, yeah, I mean, I don't let word gets used so much, but yeah, just show a little bit of who you are because you know. I mean, there anybody can tweet all this stuff or whatever, but you are the only one who's you. So don't hide. You know, put yourself, put yourself out there a little bit. No, I love it. I love it. Love it. Be consistent. Have have a theme and be authentic. And I think it's that's true. That's true. You definitely tell a difference when you you know you sound very corporate. It's one thing to have a corporate account, but it's another thing to have a name an account attached to your name, and the only thing you sound like is like uh you know, like a PR release. So it's, it comes across different. It doesn't make you very, very relatable. So 
Um, exactly. Okay, so it's tweetjukebox.com. Is that where we can find you? Absolutely. And my email address, if anybody wants to reach out with a question, um, if you're interested in a farm in Cambodia, um, my email address is tim at tweetjukebox.com. Um, and on Twitter, I'm at Alphabet Success. At Alphabet Success. All right. Uh, I'm going to do some rapid fire questions before we close with the uh, staple question, which is how do you use your difference to make a difference? So, Tim, favorite country? Uh, Myanmar, Burma. Really? Okay. I never yeah. would have picked that. Um, how many countries have you been to? Uh, uh, just over 70, like 71, 72, I think. 70, 72. And then, well, yeah, that's that's close to being half of the world. And uh, how many languages do you speak? Uh... <laughs> One reasonably well, but I, I mean, I speak I speak a little bit of Spanish and I speak um, an even smaller amount of uh, Swedish. Well, you speak you speak enough to get by, and and you know if you've um, gone over seventy countries, I can imagine that's you know that's that's helped in some way. So I can see that. What I, this is the last question here. This is the most important question. How do you use your difference to make a difference, Tim? How do I? Use my difference to make a difference. You know, I think that if you're, this might sound like a, I don't know, well, it'll sound however it sounds. I think if you're being effective, you're always using your difference to make a difference because it's by being you, by being the real you, not like who you think you're supposed to be, but by being who you really are and, and giving of that, you know, of you to others. I mean, that's, that's where all of us make the best difference. I mean, anybody can teach somebody like the kind of technical aspects of, of, of a task that they know but you know I think where where I or anyone make a difference is in, in our humanity and I mean for me you know that maybe is in you know trying to share I mean whether it's on podcasts or a blog post or whatever I mean some of the things you know the mountain I talked about falling down um, you know go back and you know instead of like having the attitude of well they should go through it too I mean go back and say look you know here's some let me let me put some cones on the ground so you guys don't have to do the same thing mm-hmm. you know? okay okay no I mean so that, I think this has been this has been it's been very interesting in talking to you because we've what we've learned today is you know you, you talked about sort of your rise you know in the early 90s and then you know how some of it was self-destruction um, in terms of uh, going broke and then you you know you worked your way back and then you while you found your passions, you you know you sold the company, you traveled the world, gained citizenship, bought a farm, um, <laughs> bought a farm in Cambodia, uh, built this amazing resource where you know that allows you to build relationships on Twitter, and then you know along the line, you know you you've you've been doing it in several places, and you, you've not done it in one country. You're in Poland now. I think when we emailed, you were in Croatia. Um, so it's it's always um, a different country, but what you've the consistent thing you said, I think it all boils down to the same Twitter tips you gave. It's all, you know, if, if you want to run a business that allows you to travel everywhere, you have to be authentic, uh, you know, have a consistent theme, and be consistent. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have the notion that overnight success is overnight, but sometimes it, a lot of people don't actually see the, the work that went through, um, you know, for that person to make it look like an overnight success. Well, look, you know, people read about that stuff in the paper. And you want to know why it's in the newspaper? Because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Like, like, hey, this guy, he tried something, and like, 
18 months later, he's a multimillionaire. That's, <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, congratulations to him. I, I, bear, I have no ill will towards those people, but I can tell you, that's an anomaly. It doesn't happen very often. So if you create your expectation of success around having it happen in 18 months, you're likely to be hugely disappointed. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it's, you know, everybody has their own process, right? So it's, you know, they have to go through their own journey. Some, for some people, they, they might need to rise and fall drastically for them to actually get a point, regardless of how many people have given them that advice that, hey, you're making this a mistake. Sometimes it's just, you know, you have to do it yourself. And other times it's, it's the other way around. It's just like instant, the first thing you touch is like, wow, I have the Midas touch. So it's, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I think it depends. But um, I, I can't wait for this one to come out because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the links out there. And then um, I definitely need to try it too lot because I'm always messing around on Twitter. Uh, I do it daily, every day. So I'm always messing around on Twitter and Twitter tools. So I'll be interested to see how uh, Tweet Joke Bucks can um, help me, you know, build even more meaningful relationships so yeah well i would i encourage you and uh, anyone in your audience who's using it i mean i absolutely love feedback and that doesn't mean telling me it's awesome i mean if you something you think we're not doing right by all means tell me that's how we get better okay and we can get you again the email is tim at tweetjukebox.com tim at tweetjukebox.com all right thank you so much really appreciate you coming on the show You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 